Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're having fiercely authentic conversations on life, love, leadership, and our personal and collective liberation. In a culture that benefits from our fear, suffering, and disconnection from source self and others, we're here to shift the narrative so that together we can create the world we want to live in. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Pathak, and I'm excited for us to dive right in. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be diving into the conversation around why it is that we are terrified of judgment. As you know, in this segment of the podcast, we have been talking about relationships, our relationships with ourselves, with others, to source, spirit, the divine, by whatever name you choose to call it. And today we're going to go deeper into why it is that the opinions of others matter so much to us and why we are terrified that we're going to be judged and what it is that drives that terror and just a shift in perspective on how you can approach yourself the next time that you are afraid that you're going to be judged. In another episode of the podcast, I spoke about people pleasers And in this episode, I'm going to be kind of talking to that theme a little bit and from a different perspective, because there's a reason we adapt people-pleasing behaviors. And the reason we adapt people-pleasing behaviors is because of the same reason that we are terrified of judgment. And that reason is because we all just want to belong. It's that simple. Brené Brown, through her research and the research that she's done on other people's research, she has confirmed that as humans, we are wired for connection and we all want love and belonging. So the reason we are terrified of judgment or of displeasing others is actually because We are afraid that if we do things that are different, do things in a way that others aren't doing it, or do things that might seem odd to other people or to the people that we love, that we'll be othered. And when we are othered, that we won't belong. And what I mean by that is we have a fear that if we do something different, the people in our lives, the people in our professional communities, the people in our families, they won't understand us. And if they don't understand us, they'll view us as different or as other. And historically, what we have learned and what we've been taught is that When we are othered, we are often considered inferior and we get kicked out of our communities, of our families, 
and we won't belong. And if we think about this from an evolutionary perspective, humans were never meant to live the individualistic lives that we live today. Historically, humans have always lived together. They've banded together in tribes, in communities, in collective ways. Historically, that is how humans have always done it because we knew that we were stronger together, that when you belonged to a community or a tribe of peoples, that you had a greater sense of safety. Because if you weren't accepted and if you were othered and you didn't belong, you'd be ousted. And when you are ousted, that would leave you out there all by yourself. And out there all by yourself from an evolutionary perspective is where danger used to lie. That's where the tigers were. That's where the predators were. We're out there. And as humans, our brains have been wired, programmed for that belonging because our brain knows that when we are othered and when we are out there, it's not safe. So we do whatever we can in order to stay with our community, to stay with our family, to stay with our tribe, to stay with our colleagues in our own professions, whatever that might be. We do everything that we can to stay part of, even when that means giving up or abandoning parts of ourselves and parts of who we authentically are. Because we believe if we hide those parts of us, if we ignore those parts of us, if we neglect and turn our backs and pretend those parts of us don't exist, we believe that we will belong and that we won't be ousted and that we won't be othered and that we won't be left out there where it's dangerous. Now, the interesting thing to note is that was the wiring of our brain from centuries and millennia ago, like back when we actually were living in caves. That is how deep, deep, deep that wiring is. And our minds somehow haven't been able to catch up to the fact that in today's modern world, we have greater access to different communities and the risk of being othered isn't as great as it used to be. The risk of being ousted from our tribes are not as real as they were at one time. And that today, if we are different from our families, from our communities, from our friends, from our colleagues, there will be a community where we actually do belong. 
a community that is more authentic to us. Like our reptilian brain hasn't quite caught up to that. And when I say the reptilian brain, I mean that survival-based brain, the part of the brain that's sole existence is your survival. So again, putting it in that perspective, when that part of the brain kicks in, it believes that for you to be different means that you will be put out there where your survival might be threatened. And so that part of the brain does whatever it can to make sure that you are able to survive. Even when that means giving up your own thoughts and desires and giving up who you authentically are on the inside. And I want to use a different example here as well, because being othered is also a very real experience that many, many people, especially BIPOC individuals, have experienced in our world and that shapes and impacts who we are and how we show up today. Because back in the day, that which was considered other was considered not human. That which was considered other was considered subpar. And that is where the insidious nature of the supremacy comes in and supremacy culture. Because from that perspective, that which was other and that which was different is that which was not understood by the individual or the society or the group of peoples that then believed themselves to be superior and that other to be inferior. And when we frame it like that, it can become easy to see that judgment is simply a tool of the oppression. It's a tool of the supremacy. And it's meant to keep you small, stuck, isolated, and alone. And the reason I'm saying that it keeps you isolated and alone is because you know as well as I do that when you don't allow yourself to show up in the fullness of who you are and in the fierce authenticity of who you are, then you end up feeling isolated and alone, no matter how many people you're surrounded by. And the supremacy and the oppression knew this because then you won't do what needs to be done to dismantle the systems of oppression and supremacy within yourself. And as a result of doing that work within yourself, you won't be able to bring down and dismantle systems of oppression and supremacy in the world. And that 
is what makes this fear of judgment, this terror of judgment, so deep and so painful and so problematic. Because supremacy culture and the oppression has come in in that very sneaky, subtle way that it does and led you to believe that if you do anything counter to the status quo, contrary to what the norm is, that you will be othered and you will not belong. So judgment is that tool to keep you in the status quo so that you don't do what needs to be done to dismantle these systems. It's a little bit of a mind trip, I know. So I'm just going to let you chew on that and integrate that so that you have something to think about the next time you start to feel yourself feeling terrified of being judged. Until next time, take really good care. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I want to give credit where credit is due and acknowledge all of the amazing humans who help make this podcast possible, starting with our main cover photography, which is by Jillian at Epoxy Studios. Cover design, transcripts, blog posts, and all of the pretty IG quote graphics you see are done by my assistant, Ana Olvina. Custom music and editing is done by my editor, Diego Velasquez. And though this isn't a human, I do want to acknowledge that all messages that you hear on the podcast are channeled through the divine wisdom that flows through me. If you're enjoying what you're hearing and you want to get in on ways to support the podcast and get in on community, there's many ways to do so. Starting with rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Share the podcast with everyone you know, including screenshotting it and sharing it on IG. And when you do that, please be sure to tag me at Sharani M. Pathak. If you have the financial means to do so, then please head on over to coffee.com slash Sharani, that's ko-fi.com slash Sharani, where you can make a one-time or monthly contribution starting at just $5. It takes upwards of $300 a month to support my podcast team. And by making a financial contribution, you're contributing to the podcast and you're supporting all of us and the labor that we are doing to make this podcast possible for you. And lastly, if you want in on the Fierce Authenticity email community where I share behind-the-scenes info, stories I don't share anywhere else, and opportunities to get first dibs on anything I'm offering, then head on over to www.fierceauthenticity.com slash newsletter to join the community. As a welcome gift, you'll receive an audio training I've recorded just for you on what fierce authenticity is and why it matters at this revolutionary time on our planet. Until we meet again, take really good care.